Hey, SLPs, Wine and Cheese listeners. If you love our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps our podcast and helps us to stay on the airwaves. Also, be sure to check us out on Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash SLPs, Wine and Cheese. On Patreon, you could pledge to be a patron and you will have access to video content, exclusive interviews with Deb and some famous comedians, and even bonus episodes. So please be sure to check us out on Patreon.com. Thank you so very much for your support. We really appreciate it. Cheers. Hello. Welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Deb. And I'm Maria. And here's our podcast. It's for the realistic SLP. Who is actively anti-racism. A lot of crazy stuff happened at the Capitol on January 6th. And um, that's an understatement. (laughs) Yes. We want to be sure that we confront these issues and that we speak out about them. Um, I thought a great Instagram post that I saw uh, was by uh, Monique Melton. Her ta- her handle is Mo Motivate, and she talked about nine things white people do instead of actually committing to anti-racism. So I'm not going to read all nine of them, but one that truly resonated with me is that um, you an individual who is white might be inclined to do nothing and carry on with your business as usual and wish that everyone else would just do the same. You can see this on Instagram accounts of white influencers who are either silent or talking about something completely unrelated. So I want to be sure that we don't fall into that trap. Yes. Yeah. Um, It's something that needs to be acknowledged is that no I don't feel as if I am a racist person but as a white person I have certainly benefited from the color of my skin and that is what white privilege is so white privilege doesn't mean that everything was easy for you what it means is that your skin color is not what caused your difficulty so like just for instance like Anything that was a challenge for me in my life, like I grew up not wealthy. I had divorced parents early on. I didn't have a tremendous amount of support. But these are not things that, these are things that made my life difficult. Um, But it wasn't the color of my skin that made my life difficult. So it's not to say that people who are white, um, have everything easy it's just that like they don't have that factor yeah it's not your skin that's holding you back um and it's really a shame for people to compare the actions at the capitol to um riots that occurred during black lives matter yes i saw that a lot on the news yeah and you can't compare white rage to black liberation Mm -hmm. you can compare white rage to white rage so if you want to compare anything you can compare what happened at the capitol similarly to what happened when schools started to not be segregated anymore like white people flipping out because they're losing their um power um another thing that she pointed out is that as a white person You can't point your finger at those people. Exceptionalism is violent, and it's nearly an instant response by white folks who refuse to acknowledge that you benefit from the same system. So um, I want to stand here now and say that I'm not saying 
I don't benefit from being white because anybody who has lighter skin um, does benefit from that. So I certainly don't want to fall into that category. Wow, Deb. Yeah. You're so eloquent. Well, I don't know. I'm taking everything from... um, well, from today, True. I learned a lot from Monique Melton. Yes, um, and definitely I follow her. I've learned aware. a lot from her page as well, and it's. I'm glad that she is bringing these issues to the forefront and on social media that we're. Oh, I don't want to say always on, but frequently checking. So yeah, I'm too glad. Much. Maybe too much. Mm-hmm. Yep. There we go. So, but that is the good part of social media that we c- there are individuals that are spreading the message, and we're. Right. And we're learning. I'm definitely learning a lot, too. And I love to learn. So while I'm grateful for all my opportunities, I do feel like my eyes have been opened. So I'm acknowledging how my skin color has perhaps elevated me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it's just con- confronting that issue and and not trying to avoid it, not trying to make excuses. Like if somebody says something to you, you don't have to get defensive. You can just be like, oh, well, maybe you have a point. Maybe, you know, I got further because my skin's lighter. And that's not right. And I want to speak out and ensure that there's equity amongst races. Yes. Yes. I'm going to cheers to that. Cheers. I can't have wine because I'm pregnant. Right. She is. Yeah. I'm very pregnant. Um, Well, I'm not very pregnant. You are pretty pregnant. I guess so. I mean. You're pretty. That belly. Are there levels to pregnancy? Yeah. Trimesters. I'm going to be gigantic. Well, I don't mean it in a bad way that you're like yeah. really pregnant, but like I haven't seen you since before Christmas yeah. and now it's second week of January, going into the second week right. of January. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, you got a belly. Like yeah. you popped, I think. Yeah, or just I think so for sure. I mean, you can see it way more if I wear a dress. Um, but if you wear pants and a shirt, it's not as noticeable, especially if the shirt's not form fitting. Um but so I yeah I feel like right now I have like a cute little belly and then towards the end it's going to look like it, it I look at women towards the end of their pregnancy and it looks as if like the belly could just like leave the body like it is just so large that it could just be like <laughs> detached like separate it, entity yes <laughs> um so right now I'm in I'm six months And um, today I reached vitality. Well, yesterday, Friday's my new weekday. What's that that means? Nope, nope. So definitely do not know what that means. So it's like a milestone. I never knew that when I got pregnant the whole time I would be worried that like something was going to happen. I was going to lose the baby. Like that was never a thought in my mind prior to pregnancy. I just thought like pregnant people just walk around being pregnant all day and that's just it. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just like every second I'm like, is he still in there? Is he still in there? Oh, yeah. Um, but now it's great because I started feeling him around 22 weeks. So that like certainly alleviated a lot of anxiety. Woohoo. Yes. Um, but prior to 24 weeks, if you were to deliver, it's very unlikely that even steps would be taken towards trying to recover that Mm -hmm. um, child um, because just the likelihood of survival is quite low. So once you reach 24 weeks, although it's not certainly not what you would want to happen because my baby is probably like just under two pounds right now. Um, But if he were, God forbid, to be born now, he's reached vitality. So like he would be in the NICU probably until his due date and – People would put more effort towards trying to help him thrive. 
I got you. Not that they don't care. It's just that like the likelihood is quite low prior to that. Right. Yes. I do know. Actually, my godson was born one pound, one ounce and was in the NICU and many surgeries and Uh they didn't even they wanted to transfer him to a specialized hospital in Manhattan, but they were even worried he wouldn't even make like the helicopter ride there. Uh So but yeah, he's doing well and he's doing great. Cheers to him. My goodness. It's so scary. Um, But so I have been offered like some so we got from a sponsor we got free wine which is um, alcohol removed wine and I'm super happy to have that I'm still gonna wait to mm-hmm. drink it because they're still like 0.5 percent which yes. is so small and I'm sure fine um, but I think I'm just happy committing to just no alcohol right now but what are yeah. you drinking Maria yeah no worries Deb you do what works best for you and <laughs> I you know what's working for me yeah. drinking Good, drinking is working for me because I excited because i'm recently engaged woo she's taken i'm taken which funnily enough yes to my friends fans (laughs) taken from napa valley this red wine it's a 2018 yeah so maria's taken and the wine is called taken that's right thank you for (laughs) clearing that up yes and it's very nice. It's a, at first, it says, careful balancing act of light and dark. At first glance, the nose is dominated by ripe notes of raspberry, blackberry, black currant, and plum. But careful consideration reveals soft floral undertones. And I do, I do taste that. And I even paired this with um, organic blackberries. I knew Deb was coming over. So I was like, I'm going to get all the good stuff for her, mm-hmm. but I messed up by not getting pasteurized cheese because I was looking for unpasteurized cheese, and then I was just like, I don't even know what cheese to get. Right. So cheese I is hard. Um, yeah. As so a pregnant person, it's recommended that you have pasteurized cheese and no unpasteurized cheeses, and many soft cheeses are apparently unpasteurized but whenever i go to the store they all say pasteurized so i don't know where people are getting this unpasteurized cheese but um in in any event yes um i've read this book called expecting better and it it's written by emily ulster and she is an economist and she reviews all of the data that is behind the recommendations for Mm -hmm pregnancy and parenting and stuff so she's like oh so pregnant women are told they can't have caffeine and that it can contribute to stillborn where's the research study that finds these results and the subjects in that research study which there's like two the the women also did cocaine oh wow like see how that was uh, (laughs) affecting the results of the study yeah Hmm. so like right like maybe it could have been the cocaine (laughs) oh or (laughs) I don't know. I feel (laughs) that's really good that you're reading this book because that is very eye opening as well. So then also the unpasteurized stuff is mostly because like you could be um, if you get listeria as a pregnant person, you can get listeria as a not pregnant person. It would be very uncomfortable for you, but it would be like very fatal to your baby. But you're just as likely to get listeria as I am. And I am more likely to get it from an organic fruit than I am for (laughs) from like failing all day today. 
No, it's just <laughs> these are the recommendations that the um, that you're just given as a pregnant person. Mm. But you just, you know, you should proceed with caution and, you know, everything in moderation. Yes, I, I agree with that. Yeah. You don't oh. need to be eating tons of cheese anyway, right? Right. Exactly. I'm drink. I'm drinking and I'm having this regatta cheese, mm-hmm. which Deb was like, I definitely can't have that cheese. And I'm like, right. all right, this is the easiest cheese right but now. But I did have a little bit. Because oh, you're you not did? supposed to have cannolis, which is made with ricotta cheese. Mm. So I don't know. Yes, because I, w- I did have manchego cheese, but I didn't know how to cut it properly. Yeah, Maria doesn't know how to cut the cheese. She's too classy. Um, but yeah, so apparently when you have like a wedge cheese, that's so like we're a talking triangle. literally cutting cheese. Yeah, just she knows to, how to fart. <laughs> but well, isn't that she, a biological function? I think I we think all so. know that. Right? And something that's fundamentally funny. Yeah, just (laughs) farting is hysterical. Farting is always good. Do you know that you can say, Alexa, fart? (gasps) And now I just made everyone's Alexa at home fart. And I'm sorry because Mike taught me that. I say you're welcome for that. (laughs) Not even going to apologize for that. If she's still doing it, you have to say, Alexa, stop it. And then she's like, okie dokie. So polite. Yeah, I mean, a little goofy. I'm like, why are you taking this light that you've bothered me with your flatulence, Alexa? Um, Robots fart now, I guess. Yeah, they're trying to make them more human. She'll be like, "That's a wet one." What? I don't. I feel like I'm gonna be like Alexa, TMI. Yeah, maybe (laughs) you could. I can try that next. But But anyway, so if you are cutting cheese and it's a wedge, like a triangle cheese, Mm -hmm. the. The smallest, pointiest part at the end, the nose of the cheese, is apparently the tastiest. So if you start chopping with horizontally, where you cut, like, the smallest part off, now you have just consumed the tastiest part of all of the cheese, and that's, like, rude. That's what I did, but not yeah. knowing that was rude. Yeah, you're rude. Apparently I am. <laughs> I don't even know that I am. I try not to be rude, though. I right, think, of course. I think being polite and being kind is very important. I Just think so. It's one of my morals. Yeah. Continue. Um. So it could be, you could cut off that waxy rind at the bottom, at the top, I mean, and then cut it into triangles. I leave the waxy rind on so that we know, like, what cheese it is, because I feel like then I remember which triangle is which one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just eat it up until the rind. But mm-hmm. you should slice it then um, like triangles so that each cut has a point of the nose, which is the f- most flavorful. Like the tip of the triangle. The s- yes. I hear you. Yeah. Um, but Maria cut her <laughs> manchego as if she was like um, grating Parmesan cheese. <laughs> I did do that as well. <laughs> My fiance. Oh, he did it. He's the one who oh. usually is in charge of that. Like more, com- not that this is that complex cutting cheese. Yeah, but actually he's very easy. You said it already. Right. Yes. <laughs> but he did it that way. But I don't think he knew so either. Sal's so it's yeah. Sal's fault. Mm-hmm. We'll just blame it on Sal. That'll okay. be exciting for me to start doing. Just <laughs> blaming it everything on him. How do you like the word fiance? I like it. You do? Yeah, you didn't. Now I And I do. So I'm going to like try to use it as much as I can. Yeah. So because I don't know how long we're going to be engaged for. So Mm -hmm. 
but did you start making wedding plans no i no. started looking at stuff on pinterest and instagram does that count mm-hmm. i see <laughs> memes that are like i'm planning two weddings the pinterest one and the one i can afford nice <laughs> nice yeah i'm just looking at things and with covid now i have no idea what's gonna happen mm-hmm. ideally i would love to have a destination wedding but i don't i don't know yeah who knows? i'm not that hopeful i'm you sorry can do i got it later, out though i know yeah. So it's not like, I mean, what else do you have to look forward to? You might as well get married multiple times. Okay. That's true. <laughs> like, that is true. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe just at the end of the day, I write on uh, brides.com or one of these websites that the city hall weddings are a lot more popular now. And I'm like, maybe I will just do that. I don't know. But city hall's not open. <laughs> no, you okay. have to, you do it. You can do it virtually. Oh. We okay. did because that's how you get your marriage license. Mm-hmm. Like you talk to a city clerk mm-hmm. and that woman is no nonsense. She's like, she asks you a question. You answer it immediately and we move on. Like there is no conversation here. <laughs> like okay. I was like, I was like, this is the most serious meeting I've ever attended. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it's but I love now? those city hall pictures when people would do like the, on the stairs. The stairs. Yeah. yeah, me those too. The cobblestone and stuff. So. Um, those are cute, but, um, yeah, I think like right now you can do a city hall wedding virtually through zoom like that. Um, otherwise okay. you have to find someone to marry you or you can just sign them up. It just takes like two weeks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Good to know. Yeah. Thank you, Deb. And, um, I didn't get to mention about the wine. Definitely drink it. Oh yeah. I really it. like this wine. I highly recommend it. And uh, the link to purchase the wine is in the show notes. Mm -hmm. So I vote drink it. It has a nice bottle. And if you're recently engaged, you could be like, look at this wine taken. Or you got a new, you know, significant other. And you could just like the name. You can gift it. Yeah. You you can can gift gift it it to somebody who just got engaged. Yeah. Yeah. Or has a new boyfriend or girlfriend. That too. Right. They are also taken. Or someone who's been kidnapped. (laughs) All right. Well, <laughs> well, I guess you have a point there. Yeah. But um, somebody like you know who who's dad like is the movie. Liam <laughs> <laughs> hey, I saved you from Mike and I always talk about that because like we think they tried to like um, they tried to like. I don't know, like not infantized, but like make the girl seem younger mm-hmm. because like she was the most attainable. She was taken for sex trafficking because she was like a young version who was pretty. Right. Right. So they make her run so goofy. And I think that's to like make her seem more juvenile. Interesting. Yeah. So if you watch it, like every time she sees her dad, she's like, daddy. And like she like flails her legs and it, she runs like Phoebe in Central Park. Yes. <laughs> um. <gasps> So just keep an eye out for that. I will. I will definitely keep an eye out for that. Here's a, a name drop. You want to hear my name drop story? Sure. So Go for it. we were talking, Mike and I were, you know, just hanging out with Colin Jost and Scarlett Johansson. No big deal. Cool. Um, and Taken, Taken came up and we brought this up, how like the girl runs silly. And Scarlett's like, it's so funny as an actress to hear your feedback like that, because like as an actress, you're like, how do I prepare for this role and let me make sure that like all of my actions correspond with like the character's traits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're just sitting here making fun of like the choice of how she ran. And I'm like, well, I think it was a choice. Like I think they wanted to make her seem younger, 
Um, right. But and yeah, look more vulnerable. Like she needs her dad to help her. Exactly. She, she's not this badass who could just like poke the guy's eyes out with right. her fingers. Exactly. She's not like the 16 year olds in Cobra Kai. Right. Which is the new Karate Kid show on Netflix. Yes. Yeah. I have yet to see that, but it's on my list. It's on my list. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah. we wanted to talk a little bit about speech. Oh, is this like a speech therapy podcast? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. That we happen to um, drink wine and <laughs> eat ricotta cheese that Deb can't have. Yeah. So uh, things are going well for me with work. Mm-hmm. Um Schools have been open. There's been weekly COVID tested. In terms of the news, I was listening that um, cases are uh, infection rate is relatively low compared to the rest of the state in Mm -hmm. schools. But also keep in mind, only elementary schools are open right now and certain special ed schools. And majority of the kids are remote. So it's still very small. But listen, we have to start somewhere. Right. Maria is talking about New York. Yes. Because we're New York SLPs, yes. right? New, we're New Yorkers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, it's going well. And um, what am I focusing on? Well, I have also been focusing on, I've realized I'm going to start shifting my therapy now that we have like the routine. We're back in school. Kids are tolerating the mass more. With that, I used a token board mm-hmm. and social stories. Those were really helpful. So I yeah. all but very, very few are still not fully, fully tolerating the mass, but majority, I'm so proud of them, are tolerating the mass. So now that I feel like we have that and social distancing, we can move on more now to, like, therapy. Like, not that we haven't been working on the IEP goals, don't get me wrong, right. but another big part of the session or in the school day has been, like, putting your mask on, getting tokens for the mask, reinforcing appropriate behaviors, like some prerequisites mm-hmm. that we now need. So I've been into, um, which I posted this on Instagram, categorizing. Ah. So I'm like, you know what? Categorizing is good. And I feel like I'm going to start shifting some my uh, my focus now to categorizing because it's very good for vocabulary, organization. And instead of just labeling, we've been putting it in a sentence like I see a blank. Mm-hmm. So I made this lesson for one individual and I'm like, I'm going to keep this lesson going and then I'm going to take data and then change the categories out. So. Are I'm you saying like I see a carrot? That's a fruit. Uh, that's a vegetable. Or I see. Yeah, an apple, and then just putting fruit. it in the pile. Maybe they okay. don't even have to label the category. So okay. like maybe expressively, we're just working on the same phrase, right? I see a, and then the noun will che- keep changing, mm-hmm. and then sort it into the categories, like the receptive part. Like okay, mm-hmm. the ca- all the clothing go in this pile. All the animals go in this pile, okay. mm-hmm. and learning to. So receptively and organizing and then nice. expressively using that word in a sentence. Nice. So I feel like that's go- it was going well. And uh, I like also when you're able to work on like receptive and expressive simultaneously like that. Like, OK, yeah. you just said this sentence. Now, where does this go? Yeah. And then th- that's the receptive part. Yeah. So that's what I've been into. And that's my uh, my that's tip, good. I guess. Yeah, I've been doing similar. I mean, I have been doing a lot of yes/no questions. Yes. Um, I didn't want to bring up yes/no questions because I always bring up yes/no right, questions. Yes. But I'm glad you are. Yeah. So I've been doing like, um, what is this? And then hopefully they say watermelon because if it is a watermelon, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, um, is this a watermelon? And then hopefully they say yes. Um, and then if I say like, do you eat the watermelon? Hopefully they say yes. And then the next one is like a cat. What is this? And then they can hopefully say a cat. And then if they don't say that, I'm like, it's a cat. What is it? Cat. So mm-hmm. I feed them the label. 
And then I say, um, is this a cat? And then hopefully they say yes. And then I'll say, do we eat the cat? And hopefully they say no. Right. That's um, a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. That's but a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> but so that's what we're working on. Mostly like, what is this? Do you eat it? Do you eat it? That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you eat the button? No, we don't eat the button. Do you eat the crayon? We shouldn't. Right. We, we shouldn't might. eat the crayon. <laughs> nope. Yeah. I could see. But then sometimes kids are goofy and you see them like smirk at you and they're like, yes. And then I'm like, oh, they understand. Uh-huh. They're just being silly. Which, which is, is good. good. Humor. Mm-hmm. Humor. That's yeah. a um, complex, yeah, pragmatic skill. skill. So that's good. Uh, I've been working on, I've all, I always work on yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just going to say that, um, having yes, no. And then like a, like a star visual from like their token yeah. board. Mm-hmm. So it's a field of three. Yeah. Or like our boom cards. Uh, is this a pig? Yes. No pig. Right. Cause a lot of times mm-hmm. children will just repeat the last thing they heard cause they know a response is required. So is this a cat? Yes. No cat. And they just, just they might just yeah. say cat. And then you could click on the boom card and whoops. And right. Oh, but is do this you find the kids like to hear the whoops and they do it on purpose? No. Mine do. They do? Because sometimes they'll be like, whoops. And I'm like, oh my God. So mm. I take the sound off. So, um, oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. All right. But Whatever works. I've been using um, Stephen Neese's Yes No song. So it's like, is this a cow? Whatever. And then I pause it. Ah, I didn't know he had a song about yes and no. Yeah, he's got yes, he's got no, and then he's got yes, no. Wow. Speech and language songs on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's your best friend. I'm subscribed to that channel, but I haven't yeah. seen that one. Okay. It's on there. It's, it's I think it's like got 10,000 views. I probably had 9,000 of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Deb. Good job yeah. viewing You're the video. You're welcome, Steven, and congratulations on your brand new baby. Yes. He just had a brand new baby. Congrats. Yeah. So we're speaking, we're both speaking at the South Carolina Speech Hearing Association yeah, virtual so event. So shut. Yes, mm-hmm. you say it so nicely. Yes. Well, I was there last year and it's like everyone was calling it Socha. So like, okay, like Socha. Asha, you know. Ah, yes, I see. Mm-hmm. I see the resemblance. Mm-hmm. So I'm presenting on engaging and motivating sessions for children with complex communication needs so i'm going to talk all about that mm-hmm. and you're going to talk about same topic just elementary school aged individuals and i've done this topic uh like three times already but i'm going to put new content in it because nice. if you've already seen my other courses because i did one for slp toolkit summit um it was like the same topic but i'm just going to put new um ideas and activities awesome deb yeah it's exciting so we are now in a new year yeah 2021 it's 2021 mm-hmm. it's gonna be a very interesting year um yeah it's the I year i'm gonna have a baby yes it's the year maria's gonna get pregnant maybe <laughs> <laughs> just gonna add deb and my dad to who is pressuring me to have a child well, I'm, just, certainly not I'm, pressuring kidding. No, I'm kidding you. i'm kidding but i mean Making i was pregnant at my wedding so maybe you will be pregnant at your wedding maybe I, I don't know when the wedding will even be so yeah. i'll say maybe <laughs> Um, I will say this, though. I wouldn't mind if I had the baby and then got married because that Mm -hmm. way my baby can be at the wedding. I always thought that, too. Right. But then don't get don't be a little bit pregnant at your wedding so that the dress you paid all the money for, like mostly fits, but doesn't really like that's the only thing that bothers me. 
Right. That's um, why I would have given the birth already. Yes. Birth yeah. the but baby. You won't have a choice. I did not know right. that this was going to happen. I'm very excited, though. I'm very excited. Yes. But I, it was unexpected. Hence the name of my new podcast. Right. <laughs> yes. Check out Deb's podcast, The yeah. Unexpected, which is very entertaining. It's and It's only s- on Apple Podcasts because I didn't pay for any integrations. So... <laughs> Apple Podcast, that's the place to listen. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you have any quotes for us, Deb? Because you are a walking quote Fridge book. magnet. Fridge um. magnet. Yes. <laughs> I put Deb on the spot. I like to do that sometimes. Um. Well, I mean, I don't really have a quote, but mm-hmm. um, I'm really just like um, waiting to see how I feel when things occur. So many people mm. are like, what are you going to do with this and the baby and the work and everything? It's like, I don't know. I'm not, I don't, I think that it's important to remain informed um, on all your choices, but um, I'm going to take things one day at a time and see how I feel in the moment instead of trying to make so many premeditated decisions. I really like that advice Mm because now everyone's asking my fiance and I, yeah, when's the wedding? When's the, what date? And I'm just like, it's COVID. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it like, is fun to be I don't know engaged. how to answer that. Yeah, just like Oh yeah, I'm engaged. loving it. I got yeah. I'm t- I'm drinking this taken wine. I'm mm-hmm. going to just actually pour myself another glass. Yeah, that's great. Um I feel like I really liked in being engaged. I didn't like to say fiance, but I enjoyed the engagement part. So, just let yourself be engaged. But I yeah, am. people are annoying. People want to know the name of my baby. And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you that so that you can tell me you knew some psychopath with that name. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> well, you, they're eventually going to find out the name. Yeah, but then when the, the name baby's will be born. Bo- yeah, and then I'll be, that's just too late. Like, like, today, not today, it was this week, somebody was like, oh, when are you due? And I was like, April 30th. And then she was like, "Ugh, not April 30th. That was my ex's boyf- ex-boyfriend's oh. birthday, and he was the worst. And I'm like, okay, I'll just, like, tell my baby to hold on. <laughs> because or your ex's sooner. boyfriend. Yeah, ex-boyfriend. Yeah. No one cares about right now. <laughs> so people just say things that are so annoying. I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> yeah. So I think your advice is very good to just... One day at a time. One day at a time. And I think that is very good advice because... The world is just so uncertain of what's going to happen. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I want to see what happens this year before I make any kind of wedding plans. And same for you. You want to see what happens before you know where your kid's going to go to daycare. (laughs) I don't know. You don't know. I'm going to hold them first. That's what I'm going to do. That's what you're going to (laughs) do. That sounds about right to me. So this has been another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. And I'm Deb. And thank you so very much for listening to our podcast. We really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes. Rate us. Please, that really helps our show. And also, you can feel free to check out our Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash SLPs, wine and cheese. Link is in the show notes. And just see what we have on there. Okay, good night. Bye.